You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. Cash the Ticket, presented by FanDuel. Cash the Ticket, rate, review, subscribe. The final pot of the week before you head down to Florida. I'm going to be your bet runner. That's my goal today. <laughs> I want to be your runner. I want to get a phone call in a hushed tone from James Anthony Costa going, Michael, I got a hot tip. I need the sixth horse in the eighth race at Gulfstream Park. You really think this show has done it to me, huh? I, I am interested to see where we've arrived at. I know you, neither of you have finished the series. We'll get to that next week. I want to know if you are more or less inclined to place a wager on a horse race in a semi-serious manner. We'll get to it. I had to go to the depths of the ocean. I mean, straight up like hunting for tilapia to find us a college basketball pick that I'm going to sell you a I did later. not think one existed. I got so you covered. I'm proud of you if you found one. I, I think I've got one. And okay. we've uh, we got to have a conversation about the system that's not a system because the book has caught up, and I'm, I'm going to explain to people why we're not giving more of them out. Now, we're 21 and 11. There's a reason we've only bet 32 of these games when there's probably double that amount that have qualified. Because the book is pricing it different. We're going to get to that. We got some sports. sports. Unbelievable. Use your words, asshole. <laughs> We've got a sports issue to get to. Also, we're going to talk about Jim's oversized shower. Anything else you'd like to do? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what the sports <laughs> issue is. And I don't know why pre, my shower is up for debate today. What a pre-show meeting where Jim's going all Rick Ross about his new shower. <laughs> I want to know if you can make a bet based on a bad omen. We'll get to that, too. Make a bet on a bad omen? Yeah, letting like vibes dictate a bet, because I have a question for the end of the pod. Okay. All right. I love it. Let's right. begin. Let's start with horse racing. Okay. Am I actually willing to bet on horse racing after watching horse players? Eight episodes in. Sorry, okay. not done yet. You don't need to be sorry. I like stretching the content. I'm more likely to bet on horse uh, racing. This stupid show. It is a stupid show. It is. But it's entertaining, and I'm getting a little more of a feel for it. And you know what it is. And for the first time ever, I looked over in the horse racing tab of the FanDuel app. So, yes, I'm a little more interested. Good. And here's the key. For a value guy like yourself. Value. I could teach you how to handicap and how to bet horse racing where you only see and only play perceived value. It wouldn't even require you to go any deeper than just betting on value. That a horse... Let's say you believe the horse should be five to one and it's a massive overlay. Everything fits and you're getting 11 to one that day. And after the paramutual, you get your little bump. It's probably plus 1,200. You could sit back. I go, Jim, take half unit. 
turn it back into six to one or go full unit, bet the horse to win. How is it any different? You're hunting for parlays and you're betting on four or five different games. What if you just needed one outcome one time? But Mike, I don't get to study the horse. I don't get to go out before the race and that comes later. Look at it's it's how does it walk? Does it wobble? What's the game? That comes later. I'll tell you what. FaceTime me when I'm at the track Saturday. I'll cue you into the paddock. I'll get you. I'll I'll take Jim live to the horse he's betting. Is that what you want? Uh, Mike, I don't know about this one. Looks kind of gangly. Come on, Jim. Look at the bone density of this one. Let's talk about it. But you know what I like is is once you get past all the hee hees and the ha has. And you just talk betting and numbers. The yeah. allure is... But like you said, it's like, guys, we, you build a parlay, three, four legs, and it doesn't even pay out what, what one of these horses would pay. You only need one thing to go right. So I don't know how deep you want to go into horse racing today, but I am more open. I'll say this to you, Mike. I am more open-minded than my usual condescending, yeah. dismissive I like eye rolls. I think I'm the, open. I think the way to do it is, all right, so I'll be at Fountain Youth Day Saturday. Um... I will take tomorrow and handicap and spend some time. And then what I can do is go, look, how many races do you want to bet? How many are there on, say, Saturday? 14. Okay, I'm not betting 14 races. No, that's not advisable. Okay. Uh, even Pick being, 14, Mike. No, put no, put no. a dollar. In, what no. I would say is maybe place three wagers. Okay. We're going to find three horses that look like value, and you're going to start at the very bottom. No exotics, right? No yeah, multi-race wagers. Jim Costa, seahorse, pick horse, win race. Three races. We'll and value each one of right. them. Right, and again, you will not take negative odds on any. No. So for all the people who are going to bet minus one ten tonight on San Francisco or Gonzaga, Jim, the minimum, the minimum you will see on anything we're going to play is plus three hundred. Minimum three to one. Minimum. Okay. So maybe that's what we do. I go yeah. through the card tomorrow. I've got ample time in the You're air. You're going to be on a plane, yep. And I'll take care of it. And then I'm going to just send, all right, buddy, this is kind of what I'm thinking. And from there, you'll be able to say, I want this one, not that one. I want that one, not this one. I'll let you choose your own adventure. Okay. But if there's something I really, really love, I'm going to tell you. Okay. And then you just got to tell me what you want to put on it. And I'll be your bet. Well, runner. I could log in and bet. I mean, I know, but it's so much more fun. More fun at the track. Cash in the envelope. <laughs> uh, that bit we had in the fall. Um, you got a fun weekend plan. You don't have to divulge too much. Yeah. But are you pumped? No, it's there's nothing to divulge. Yeah, I've I've got a bunch of people I'm going down with, and a couple nice dinners, a couple nice days. Hopefully, get a little sun. It's going to be a little cloudy. You just got back from sun. I know. You know my rules. I do nothing <laughs> for six months, and then the other six months of the year, I live my life, and I go nuts. Yeah. Um, be down there for a few days, do the horse racing on Saturday. Um, may double dip at the trap on, uh, track on Sunday. May. Uh, but that's it. Then I'm back, and we're ready to rock middle of next week, and we'll, we'll fully dive into March Madness. But I think you should play three races. Okay. Three of the 14. I think, yeah, we're going to target three How horses. many options are you going to give me? I'm not trying to ask you to bite off too much uh, here. I think I'd probably give you... Two or three horses per race per, that for, I go for each fourteen races. So you're no, get... no, no. I will target down what I believe are the value. So you'll weed out some of the races that aren't going to be yeah, as advantageous. Because what I want to do for you is I know what tickles your fancy, so to speak. I know what scratches your itch. You like value, so I will look for those opportunities for you and go look. You know you have a lower opportunity of winning, but if well, it I'm happens, going in expecting to miss all three. 
I don't think there's any other way okay. to go into this. But if Especially we hit, after watching Peter Sr. I mean, I, I can't expect to win anything. But, but if you hit one, you're at least It makes gonna, the whole thing. If you hit one, you'll triple your money. Yeah. The way that I'm going to yeah, show you how to it do up. it. Yep. So look, cool. we'll have some fun with it. I'm excited you're more likely. Now, when I look at Evan, Evan won't look at us. See, Evan has turned He's his watching chair. golf over there. Yeah, he's swiveled and turned his back on us. Evan, horse players, more or less likely to what, rifle a bet? Equal. Equal. I mean, Unfazed. Okay. I really wanted to get a nice bet live from you. Are any, I'll do one. Any chance you're gummied up Saturday? 100% chance. Okay, so you're going to be heavily medicated on weed. Yeah. What does your Saturday look like? What are the plans? I got a haircut in the morning. Morning haircut. He's going to be aerodynamic. So um, if, if I give a couple of races. I'll pick one. I love it. One. All or nothing. I, I love it. All eggs, one basket. Buffaloes. Yeah. All right, let's do it. The slot machine equivalent. I love so it. So you've got a couple a couple episodes left. Evan, how many eps left for you? Five. Okay, he's so he's point. halfway through. You're two-thirds through. Sets up perfect I for next I got New Orleans week. next. Yes. Also, Evan will be reposting. Last year, I did a full Gulfstream Park. If you're going to do a boys weekend, you know, it's not technically Miami. It's Hallandale Beach. It's not quite Fort Lauderdale, it's not quite Miami, but if you're going and let's say you did a boys weekend and you do Gulfstream Park one day, you know, the big dinner, if you guys want to hit clubs and shit, go do whatever you like. My point is- You guys sit in some clubs this weekend? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I want to be in the winner's club, okay, that's all I care about. But if you want to plan that weekend, we have a full travel guide I did last year, uh, and I think it stands the test of time. And then what I'll try to do, Last year, I remember I got to the hotel and I cut a quick episode. I will attempt to do the same, Evan. We'll have a stream yard because the odds are not out yet. I have the card. I don't have odds. So sit tight, try to get you some stuff. And then I now I got a plan of attack now that I know that old Jimmy over here. I'm going to tell you, Jimmy Cookies does sound like a guy who bets the horse. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but that I, sounds like a guy, Ozone Park, New York, Aqueduct, little sleazy, Jimmy Cookies, maybe he used to work for Fryhoffers or Entenmann's. New York people will know yeah. what that means. But Jimmy always had more money than a guy who drove a bread truck. You didn't know where the hustle was. Maybe ran some numbers. Maybe maybe dabbled with the mob, but wasn't in the mob, wasn't made. But everyone knew him as Jimmy Cookies because of the day job, and he delivered chocolate cakes and shit. Jimmy Cookies. I feel like... It is like, a racetrack character. I feel like... Yeah, like you're a John Conti yeah, type oh yeah. character. That's, that's how I pictured it. You're pale John Conti. <laughs> Not if I hang out at the racetrack. I'll tell you, well, listen, you need... I, buddy, you came back from vacation, you look no different. You got no sun. It was unbelievable. No, it was the SPF uh, 5 million. That was out in the sun. <laughs> All lathered up. Jim was out there like the guy's cleaning up the Chernobyl site. He was in a full <laughs> suit with a welding mask on. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. But this is going to be fun. Yes. We'll have fun with it. I'm, I'm excited. The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy-in last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the uh, the game in the app. Flash deals, under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt, it stands out. Red fire emoji, cheapest seat, 115 bucks, And that's all-in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used Game Time to buy Red Wings tickets. 
Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom, you click in, easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app and create an account. Use that code CASH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code CASH, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, you have to explain how you found the college play tonight. Because Evan and I sat in the little area sure. over there, and we're like, there's no system plays. There's maybe this, no, never mind. This, no, never mind. Could we really? Nah, we shouldn't. You found something. I just think it's a spot play. Like I talked about the Kentucky game a few days back. Um, look, Memphis just had one of their biggest wins of the year. They beat Florida Atlantic. By the way, FAU is going to be a team we target in tourney. They're fake as fuck. They are not last year's story. Every time I want to buy into it. But it's them, like the same dudes. I keep waiting for them to flip the switch, and they're not. They're, they lost South Florida a couple weeks enough, ago. I know. Right, but they blow leads. I know. So Memphis beats them. Memphis is as inconsistent as any team in America. I do not trust Penny Hardaway as a coach. Me neither. Quinterly's either fabulous or terrible. They got another guy under NCAA probe. They now go on the road. Riding high after the win at FAU, they're going to take on an East Carolina team who's 500 and just got their doors blown off by Rice. And yet, yet, 20-8 and eight Memphis is only laying four and a half on the road to ECU. It's a letdown spot. It's a bounce-back spot for the Pirates. It's a spot play. The other thing, I just don't trust Memphis. I don't trust their inconsistencies. I don't trust Penny as a coach. Penny's already complained about this team nonstop. And on a night-in, night-out basis, you don't know if Memphis cares. I think ECU plus the four and a half would be the only play. Yeah, why not? They had won, what, uh, three of the four before that loss? So Just a spot. And at home? Okay. At the Sandra Bullock Coliseum. Hey, we need to find something to play tonight because well, it, it's Olympic. It is. And that's the thing with the system because when we put this out last year, we probably played twice as many games, maybe wow. more. We got to have that. You want to have that conversation? The book is caught up. That's the problem. The book is, we always talk about it. The book's never going to give you a free ride, right? Mm-hmm. All right. What the other night is a case in point. We, Mississippi State a year ago, that would have been Mississippi State at home, unranked, Maximum catching one and a half. Minimum laying one and a half. Instead, it's right? three and a half. Three and a half. And, and, and it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. You now are asking Mississippi State the to lesser win team. by two possessions. Yep. That is, guys. I'll give you another example. A&M the other night against South Carolina. Instead of it being two and a half, it was five and a half. Correct. 
And that's where the book has caught up. Now, are there still opportunities for unranked teams at home? You know, is that still the right side? There to are be still on? losing it record, is. winning record. I think UTSA the other day qualified. Yeah, hit. I mean, they're out there, but there's not done, as many. It's taken our our record instead of batting about eighty yeah, percent. it was unreal. We're, last we're batting sixty five, sixty four percent. Now, let me remind you: a pro would kill their Nona to hit sixty percent. If long haul, we hit sixty percent on system that isn't a system but plays like a system. We haven't just done our job. We've beaten the system. So I know we get emails every week, cashticketpodcast at gmail.com, and we love your feedback. But you got to stop asking for 11 system plays a week. We get people, does this qualify? Does that qualify? Does this qualify? And even though they might, what cookies over here, Jimmy Aqueduct, <laughs> what he's saying is truth. Not every spot is created equal yeah. when the numbers are no longer equal. Last year, we would see on the, on the regular, awful team, favored by one and a half, over team with a good record. And it was always one and a half. And it was always doable. And maybe it would boost to two. Never three. Certainly not four or five. Now, what the book has done is they have basically slid the number on many nights to a two-possession number. Do you know what I can't do? Is ask a bad team to go in and just win by two possessions. That's really hard. So we're playing less, still keeping our percentage high, mm -hmm. and you have to understand, I don't have another caper. Like, I don't have this, uh, I, it's, I'm not David Blaine. Like, I'm gonna give you some spot plays, like Kentucky at home against Bama, and we're gonna hit them. Like, I'm good at that. And we're gonna do the system, but it's gotta be more tactical because the book knows, and they, they got tired of getting their dicks beat in, and they're repricing. And I, I'm with Jim on this. I just don't feel great being like, yeehaw, horseshit team laying five and a hook. Here's four bets tonight. No. 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 We're going to take it. We're going to be pragmatic. And we're going to keep rolling. I think as now, we get into the final two weeks of the season and conference tournament time, handicapping situation, handicapping motivation, handicapping seating. I think all that stuff's going to matter. Your opportunities for system plays, will shrink a little bit. Well, we're going to lose home court entirely in about, what, a couple weeks here? Yeah, and I always remember the promo you cut, and it haunts me to this day. And it was like, oh, yeah, cash the ticket with Jimmy Cookies. You know, I used to like it because you could eliminate half the board right from the start. Yeah, because we don't bet any road teams. Up up next, chair drop. Can't eliminate half the, half the teams. All neutral site. Right. The waters get muddy, murky. Right, so just just... Be careful, but tonight, if you wanted to play, take the ECU with the four and a half. See if you can get a rat home dog home. And by the way, you said next week, trust index 2.0. People yeah. loved 1.0. It's officially March tomorrow. When you get back and we reset and we dive a little deeper, trust index 2.0 next week. We'll do a 3.0 right, right when the tournament starts. Okay. But we'll do a check-in next week so people keep an eye out for that. Okay. I had a college hoops thing I wanted to throw at you. ESPN Joe Lenardi today. You see what he said? Made a case what? for an 80-team field. This on the heels, same site. ESPN reporting, 12-team football playoff. Get ready, optimism for 14. So what I want to ask you, Mike, you hate both stand, of these. I can't stand this. You hate both of these. I want you to pick the lesser of two evils. 80 or 14. You love 14. football. 14. 
14. It's not even, it's not even a conversation. Really? You know, Jay Billis, who might be the most self-important person I've ever interviewed. And I like Jay Billis's work. Mm -hmm. It's not a shot. I just don't understand how someone is zero chill. I don't understand. Mr. Find them all for storming the court. Handcuffs to the gallows. How do you just live life with a stick up your ass (laughs) nonstop? Like, Jay, do you ever just chill, say the F word, watch a basketball game and order a pizza? (laughs) Very weird. My point is, he had the best comment on this. He goes, look, are we just going to turn this into an invitational? Like, you should have to do something hard to get into this tournament. And right now, I mean, the people who think 68's too many as is, and now now you're talking 80, maybe 96. I'm like, Joe, Lenardi. Stop. Stop, because basically you're just going to let every team who can bounce a basketball get in. And it's just pathetic. I don't want it. I'm not into it. So you'd rather have 14 than 80? You'd rather have the 14-team college football playoff than an 80-team March Madness tournament? 100%. Okay. It's not even a question for me. I, I'm on the other side, but I continue. Oh, yeah. then let me stop. Convince me. We already have a watered-down college basketball regular season. We live it today. If you keep expanding... 12 might have been on the line, maybe over the line for some people. You go 14, we're going to get three lost teams, plural, into the college football playoff. You're going to water down the regular season to where it is college basketball. I've already accepted the college basketball's regular season's watered down. I wouldn't like 80, but football at least is trying to sit on the fence and try to balance postseason and regular season. College basketball lost that battle years ago. I don't want football to lose that battle too. Okay. That you know, okay. that's, that that's sensible. That you don't want to let go. My point of view is it's already been ruined, so yeah. I view them as equal. I think, and you thing, hate the excess of eighty. I do because I can't find forty good college basketball teams. <laughs> think about it, like Michigan State. How many times do I have to tell you they're not a good basketball team? Michigan State would be firmly in the forties, right? Yeah. So what's a team? It's in the 60s. I'll give you an example. 70s. Ken Palm, which is not the same thing as like um, actual resume and who makes the tournament. Ken Palm's teams in the 80s, 15 and 13 Georgia, 15 and 12 North Texas. We don't need those teams on the bubble. Those teams shouldn't be in the tournament. We don't need to see 15 and 13 Boston College or 15 and 13 LSU. These are the type of teams who are right. barely over 500 that you'd be letting into yeah. an 80 and team I just, field. I don't have an interest in it. So, look, they've talked about expansion for a long time. It's a cash grab. They don't care about the quality. I, I The tournament for me right now could stay this way forever, and I think they've got it right. It's a billion dollars. It's the right amount of teams. I think the only thing I'm hoping for right now, I want the play-in game in Dayton, Patino versus Izzo. White suit versus back call, to the suit. Oh, yeah, Tommy jumpsuits. No, he can get back to the suit. You know what's interesting? You've been calling for it, and Rick Patino showed a little bit of, hey, if you, you know go back Izzo's to your roots. Do you know what Izzo's record is since ditching the suit? I saw a graphic somewhere. It's ridiculous. Because it's post-COVID. He went a little a more casual. Had a buddy this to me. Yep. 76 and 60 post-suit. Got to put the suit Wearing back the sweaters and the, and the joggers. Okay. The white suit, though. I don't know. if Did we talk about it earlier this week for Patino? Such a power move. Given all the stuff this week with his team. Oh, bribing his tailor? <laughs> it was great. And look, they bombed Creighton. I mean, the and team. And they supported the white suit. They, well, and that's the key. It, that's He what got I, the buy-in from his guys. People, people got on him because of what he said. That's right. But he ultimately got the guys in the locker room where they needed to be. Well, here's the other thing. You ever think the coach knows his team? 
right? Push Knows the button. What level of critique they can handle. Well, and it did seem like he went a little overboard, but then he reined it in, got all those these, guys. All these soft ass yep. reporters who want to just do the faux outrage for their dead end gig. Oh my God, you can't say that about those kids. Why? They wanted to be employees. They wanted the fucking money. What do you think? It's all rainbows and sunshine when you're an employee. And by the way, you sign up to be coached by Rick Patino. Yeah. Must have missed where, where nice guy, good guy Rick Patino was a thing. <laughs> Wait, this is why isn't he treating us very nicely? This is Rick Patino. This is what you signed up for. And they responded. So big time. There you go. I loved it. Can you bet based on a bad omen? You need to explain this. My Red Wings are red hot. They've won six straight hockey games, hottest team in the sport. And right before we taped today, they unveiled a new logo patch, a little jersey patch. You see teams it. do this, right? You know, we're, this, where we're going. I'm not going to complain about it too much. Yeah, I know. I was waiting for you to yell at Cloud so I could then make fun of you. No, this is where it's going. I mean, I'm not going to fight a losing battle. The logo that they put on their jersey is fairly tasteful, but it's a waste company fairly tasteful it's he a says. it's a trash waste management company priority waste is that not a bad omen for my team <laughs> who's won waste priority waste now it just says priority but the company's priority waste is putting a garbage waste company on the logo of the detroit red wings amidst a six game win streak not a bad omen this is do, problematic do i take your islanders no your childhood hockey team Minus 110 tonight in Detroit. Bat a bad omen. Take the Islanders against a team that put waste on their jerseys. Is it a thing? Can I bet based on a bad omen? Okay, here's the problem. What, like, for instance, this is the first six-game win streak. In the Iserman era, so Correct. the last five seasons. One would say that after a team's won six in a row, you should start playing against them. Mm-hmm. Hell, Jim could go like Martingale system and just either go broke or get rich trying. The point is, I don't think it's a bad play in some total. It's really hard to just string wins together. I mean, another win tonight, you've basically taken 10% of your schedule and just won all those games in a row. Yeah, And your but, Islanders need it too. They're in the hunt. But do I think it's a bad omen to put a dumpster company on your jersey amidst being red hot? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes, I do. And do I, what I mean by tasteful, it's it's white on red. It doesn't, like, stand out. They didn't, like, splotch the logo with their yellow trucks on the Red Wing jersey. I love how you say it's tasteful. As tasteful as it gets, right? I mean, we've seen this with, with the Tigers, and they got the old English D, and no one hates messing with that stuff. Well, they, you can't. It's iconic. Right. That's iconic. Right, but they throw a little, uh, little stitched-on logo on the jersey, and people freak out. Or the Red Wings put a uh, logo on their helmet, and people freaked out. I get it. Nobody wants to turn this into NASCAR, but at least they're not splotching in different colors and making it look like... Uh, I, I have to tell you, I've never heard the word splotch. I've used it twice now. Is, I don't even know if I'm using it correctly. Is splotch a word? Feels feels like it could be. Hold on. Splotch. I, I, hold I may on. have made up a word. Splotch. I would assume that that is spelled like that. Okay. Splotch. A blob or smear of something. Yes. Typically a liquid. Quote, a splotch of red in a larger area of yellow. Close quote. Verb. Mark with a blot or smear of something. The white tablecloth was splotched with red wine. Close quote. Splotch is a real word? 
Shout out CMU Education. So they didn't splotch the jersey. Splotch away. It's uh, it's 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 subtle and it's white on red, so it's not in your face. There's gonna be splotches of blood Saturday at the track when we go 0 for 14 with Jim's <laughs> bets. Splotch. So I am making the Islanders a play. We'll have a second play on the pod. Bad omen bet the Islanders. All right. Don't hate it. Do you keep up with the Islanders? I do to a point, but something has to. Uh, something's got to go. Like in the course of, like for instance, with the wings. They already being, fired the coach. Right. And with the wings being good. Okay. So that takes time. Yeah. Baseball prep takes time. College basketball full immersion takes time. NBA takes time. Then I'll admit it, there's a post football cool down period. Mm-hmm. It's just, you can't be everything all the time to everyone. You can't. So hockey in a non Red Wing format takes a distant backseat. I mean, well, like, I wasn't going to, like, gotcha your quizzy on no, the Islanders I mean, line that, combinations. That, 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 I'm just curious, like, because I my know... My neighbor's Matthew Barzell. Right. <laughs> I, I just... It's something where, you know, the Islanders used to be my favorite team in any sport. Uh, I love the Islanders. Like, eighth, ninth grade, up through high school. Did they have the the Angry Fisherman logo at the time? That started in 1995, I believe. The Mike Milbury era. Uh, David Spano era. Oh, was that the dude that tried to buy the team? They made like the 30 for 30 on yeah, him? Yeah, except he was a crook and didn't have any money and was a con artist. He nearly got away with it too. Yeah, and then Charles Wang bought the team. And then the, I think Sanjay Kumar was like the assistant. And then someone got arrested there. It was chaos. Did and I see you guys are hosting the All-Star game coming up? Yeah, they got the new arena. Yeah. Um, it's at Belmont Park. Okay. It's, it's at that facility. It's supposed to be very nice. I have not been. Okay. Um, long story short, a lot of my passion died because Millberry was my version of Matt Millen. I mean, like we had 19 year old Roberto Luongo. He came up on a Saturday afternoon against the Bruins, 51 saves. And you go, oh my God, we got a franchise savior. Two months later, we're trading Roberto Luongo on draft day to draft another goalie. And they changed the rules that you can't handle the puck. Cutscene: Rick DiPietro's biggest skill, handling, handling the, puck. the puck. Like that was Mike Millberry. He got into a pissing match with Martin Straka, and it's basically like, you're no good. You can't play in this league. Trade him. 40-goal season. <laughs> like Pierre Turgeon, fan favorite. Everyone loved him. Captain of the 93 team that beat the Pens in overtime and went to the Eastern Conference Finals. The most magical year of my life. And traded him for Kirk Muller. One problem. Kirk Muller didn't want to be there and played like a bitch. Like all the bad shit. Drafting Eric Lindros's brother, who had concussion problems, like number six overall. He played like 18 total games, smashed his head 15 times, and was gone. I can keep going. I mean, I got a million of these fucking things. I'm happy I asked. The whole point I make, oh, hey, let's go, let's go sign Wendell Clark. Why? We're terrible. It's just, look, man, I I, I had a lot of it taken out of me. Now, have I, have I enjoyed a couple of the playoff runs in yeah. recent years? And it was, it was really... Touching to see the the old fans at the old barn, the Coliseum, have their team back. For years, I mean, the Islanders have been nomadic. Hey, we're going to play at Barclays. Hey, we're going to move the team to Kansas City. Oh, hey, we need a new arena, but Nassau County won't approve one, and we're playing in a dump. Then the dump became this, 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 I don't know, almost like a fantasy land. Like, holy shit, the games are back at the Coliseum, the old barn, and the team is good, and the roof is coming off the fucking place and they fall just short of going to the Stanley Cup Finals. I've enjoyed that, but the day-to-day, I, I just, I don't, I don't have the time, I don't have the emotion. Why not a Rangers fan? 
Because you're, you're a Giants fan. Don't they go hand in hand? Yeah. Why not a Rangers fan? Especially like that era, the Rangers were much better. Mike Gardner. Mike Brian Richter, Leach. Mark Messier, Brian Leach, all of them. Um, really hard to explain. I don't know why. Why did I like Michigan State? Why did I like the Islanders? I don't know. Okay. But the Islanders, Sports Channel New York, Jiggs McDonald on the call, Stan Fischler. Jiggs McDonald is not a real person. Who is Jiggs McDonald? Okay, take that back. Am I insulting someone Jiggs who's McDonald, like a legend or something? Jiggs McDonald is a hockey legend. He's a gentleman. How, does, how is Jiggs spelled? I'm putting this in uh, right I believe now. it's J-I-G-G-S McDonald. He has lovely glasses and a beautifully maintained beard. I believe Jiggs is still with us. And he had a 50-year broadcast. Oh my gosh, career. yeah, this guy actually does. <laughs> this is great. Jiggs McDonald was an A, an A, a triple A rated broadcaster. He, uh, he is still with us. Okay. I think uh, he's still doing stuff. Had Al Arbor uh, behind the bench. But it was, it was, it was just this thing. And the Islanders were not very good. And we had like a farm team of theirs in town. And it just I don't know. I just, I love the logo. I fell in love with the team. I mean, Derek King, Benoit Hogue, Rich Pilon, Scott Lachance, Pierre Turgeon, Glenn Healy. Like, I love that team. I don't know why. And it looks like hockey Santa Claus. He is. And every night was Christmas when he broadcasted the game. He was tremendous. Do you want to Apologies pull up? to the Jigs McDonald family. You should family. pull up some Jigs McDonald highlights. I will. Hold on. Is there a Jigs? Oh, I, I gotta, I gotta see this. Let me just. Is there a Jigs McDonald like highlight mashup? Reel? Look at this, eighty-two Patrick semifinal Pens at Islanders Coliseum memory. Jigs McDonald with Stan Fischler. Now you have to click on that at some point today. Amazing. Six minutes and eight seconds of joy. All right, it's on Carry the agenda. On. All you right. want some Ziggy Palfy highlights? Oh, that'd be great. Zygmunt Palfy. Uh, no, anything else we got to get to here? No, I think that that's a pretty full ep. I'm going to get the handicapping done for you. We're going to bet some horses this week, and we're going to get you involved, see if we can pop your cherry at the track. And, and Evan, Evan's going to be gummied out of his mind. And uh, we're, we're going to, Evan, I'll place a free will for you. I'll get, how about this? You don't even need to worry about anything. I'll just give you the best price with the best name that I see all day. Love it. And Evan's just going to chew a few gummies, kick back, stream it on his phone. Sound good? Perfect. Let's play. Take him, take him to the bridge, Jimmy. Rate, review, subscribe. Next week, Trust Index 2.0 in March Madness. The plays from today's episode, ECU and the New York Islanders. So gross. Let's cash the ticket, thanks.